welcome back to our podcast. Today we are going to be doing Hunger Games book versus movies and the second two books. This is not our normal episode. We did a full episode on the first Hunger Games book. We just read the other two and we didn't want to wait. Yeah, I actually forgot how much I enjoyed the books. Um, so once I read the first one for the podcast, I was like, you know what, let's read the second two. And I plowed through them in like a week. <laughs> yeah. Which is very unusual for me. Because you listen to it double time, so you listen to it faster. I did. You can listen to it double time when you haven't heard it before and you don't miss a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I like to, I don't like usually like to do that because I want to hear what's going on and then yeah. take some time to think. But we did watch the movie for the for Hunger Games, the first book. Yes. Um, and one of our rules in our house is you have to read the book before you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. So then we usually just go back and talk about the differences in storytelling between the two. So what did you notice? That I think they could have found a way to make Katniss narrate the movie, but they didn't. I think they could have done that. Yeah, very rarely do you see a book done in the first person like that, where the, the mm-hmm. character isn't actively narrating. It's usually a very, I'm trying, I can't even think of any offhand, but it's for a very specific reason they do it. Um, usually they just, they tell, they narrate through the pictures and make that work. Uh, what did you think of Jennifer Lawrence as Katniss? I thought that was really cool. I think she did it well. I did too. It was, I had to point out to you though that it was, that's the same Myst- girl who plays Mystique in, in First Class. I didn't realize that because we have only seen First Class once. Well, she was also in the, whatever the Days of Future Past. She plays the young yeah. Mystique now, but since she's covered in blue makeup and red hair, it's kind of hard to identify. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, what did you think overall? I think they they stay pretty faithful to the books, which is rare. Um, probably because they were su- the books and the, mo- the books were super popular. Not quite Harry Potter level level popular when they came out, but if you. It's one of those things where if you mess it up too much, then... People the f- are going to get mad. Yeah, fan rage is not fun. So I think they played played it pretty close. Didn't give enough enough play to the relationship with Gale, I think, to make you care. I'm hoping they pick that up in the in the later yeah. books. I, that was my overall like overall impression. I think, every, I think it was really well done. There was just a couple small details in there. Like what? Um, when they're in the training center, Rue following around Katniss, she didn't do that. In the scene with the knife, they got mad at each other for someone stealing a knife, and then Rue was up in the beams. Right. So I think they just had to lay out a little bit more of an explanation. Again, when, you, when you're when you watching a movie, it takes an hour and a half, two hours. Well, this is two and a half hours still. Mm-hmm. But reading the book takes you longer than that. So you get more attached to characters because you're with them for longer, even yeah. though they're not on the page as long. Rue is still a character in your head for longer. Mm-hmm. So they have to put some stuff in there to make her attractive ahead of time so that you care about her when she dies. Does that make sense? And then the fight thing, I think, was trying to lay out the, like, this is serious. Like that's People a, are mad. Yeah, and that's a horrible place to be because this guy's mad at you now and he's going to have the opportunity to kill you. Yep. <laughs> this isn't like and a normal... And not get in trouble. Yeah, it's not like a normal situation where someone's mad, like, oh, they'll, it'll blow over because they can't touch me. No, no, no. This person will have the opportunity and desire to kill you later. Good luck. Yeah. What other kind of differences did you see that stood out? This is what I'm really glad about. In the books, Kato's death took all night, mm-hmm. and it was him screaming and stuff. And I'm really glad they didn't drag that out. I probably wouldn't have been able to watch. Right. And same with the Tracker Jackers. It's described much more violently in the books than it is in the mo- than it's pictured in the movies. Yeah, well, that's again. I think they're trying to target this at a young audience, so they had to keep that PG thirteen rating, mm-hmm. which brings brings me to a, a thought you and I discussed while we were watching the movie. Yeah, about Hamish. Yes, 
So I love Woody Harrelson. That's the actor who plays Hamish. I've watched him in a lot of stuff when he was like in his young 20s. He was in mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies as a kid. So I've just watched him a lot. I liked him for that. But I think the way they played Hamish with him, and I don't know if this was his decision. I'm assuming it's the director's decision. Mm-hmm. In the book, he makes the point of, well, I'll stay sober enough to keep you alive. But in the movies, it shows him not drinking anything. Intentionally yeah. turning it away. He pours drinks, but he never consumes. I don't know if that's a ratings issue. Like if they showed him drinking, it would have to be rated R. Or if they were deliberately trying to show that he wasn't if he a was... drunk. Mm-hmm. Because when you, I, I thought, I thought maybe Susan Collins had put something in there to, hey, let's tell the story this way and lay out a little more. But when you go back to the books, he's a, he's drunk. Yes, there's no question. So she she wrote the screenplay and she wrote the book. She kind of played it two different ways, but I think that was really well done in the in the movie, even if it was just for ratings issues, because mm-hmm. it'll it comes in handy later down the line when yes you're like oh he's actually behind some stuff. We didn't put a spoiler up front, so I hope. Our listeners are smart enough to figure that out. <laughs> or not care. Either way. Was there anything else about the movie book? There's just a couple details that weren't as big that I noticed. Like with the leaves, Rue wasn't there the whole time. And she had to chew up the leaves first. I remember that in the books. Right. But that probably would have been kind of weird or gross to do. Again, there's going to be different emphasis on different parts of the mm-hmm. story, depending on the director's point of view um, and what they, the story they want to tell. So I didn't have a problem with... There was nothing that was in there that made me go, oh, that's not right. Yeah. Which I was happy with. Like there, was some, there wasn't very, anything very big that they left out. Yeah. So let's see if we can run through Catching Fire and the Mockingjay. Mm-hmm. I think Catching Fire was my favorite. So I didn't hate it as much as I thought I did. I remembered hating it. But um, now I'm, I'm trying to think between. So they went, they went back to the Hunger Games, which is a bummer. Didn't spend a lot of time on it, which was nice. But then I'm trying to remember where the division was, like where the plot ends in Catching Fire and Mockingjay. They so. just get. <clears throat> Is that it? They just get out? They are just picked up. I'm not sure if she wakes up and ha- and then gets the needle. Yeah, I don't remember. Regardless, the I, lo- I love the political intrigue going on. I'm trying to figure out who's on what side, what's going on, that kind of stuff. Uh, we had a really good conversation in Target the other day, just walking through talking about the book. Uh, the big question being, at the very end, and I hate to jump to the very end, but I'm going to get it because it's, it's the most important point to me. President Snow tells Katniss that it was President Coyne who dropped those bombs that killed her sister and all the children. Mm-hmm. And when she says it's not true, he says, you know, Miss Everdeen, I thought we agreed never to lie to each other again. Because so, it makes sense from him point of view. He says, if... He says this, if I had a hel- hel- hovercraft, do you really think I'd still be here right now? Absolutely. Or he would have he found a way to get out. Absolutely. So you initially thought he might be lying, but now you seem seems like yeah, I convinced you. Because it makes sense. I think if, because Gail made the weapon designed for that, I think he would have been mad if he figured out what it was used for. Well, I think well, he did. In that sense, it makes sense. Because Gale made the weapon, and unless he was working with President Snow, he wouldn't have, they wouldn't have access to the weapon unless they cr- created it before. Well, that kind of weapon, I mean, that kind of tactic and weaponry is not unheard of. You, you set a bomb, you hurt some people when the medics and everyone shows up to help, you blow up the bomb, you kill more people. Terrorists use, use it in our day, militaries used it. You know, Gale said that he used it as a hunter, where he would you know, have a baby... 
to lure in the mom to kill her to get a bigger catch or whatever. Yeah. He knows internally because he asked, like, he and Katniss had that conversation. The reason she didn't pick Gale is because she thinks he could have had some part of it, even if it was unintentional. And she couldn't live with the man who killed her sister, even yeah. indirectly. Which is a good thing for PETA in the end, right? I, I totally forgot about her killing Coin at the end. So that caught me by surprise. Well, yeah, I was not expecting that. And I'm like, oh, now what do they do with her? Because she, I mean, they can't kill her, but she just assassinated the president. So. Well, she was supposed to assassinate the former president. Yeah, to execute at that point. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. The, the, those political intrigues were interesting. It just goes to show, I mean, there's an old saying, um, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And it's just to say that even if you have good intentions, you grow up the chain and you get power to be able to keep gain, keep, and hold power. You need to do things that you probably wouldn't do lower down the line. Right. You're, cor- you're corruptible. And I think given time, she would have been just as bad as Snow. Yeah. In fact, I don't think the Hunger Games would have ended. I think it would have just been tributes from the capital. It never actually says if that happened, though. No, it doesn't. I'm going to guess it do- did, though. Oh, that's one of those beautiful things where it's left open out in the open for you to figure out on your own or wonder about or create your own stories. I don't know why they voted for it. I think that was wrong because the majority of the people there were tributes, and I've gone through that. Do you really want to put other people through it no matter Well, Joanna was out for revenge. But... I think Katniss did it to, to appease Coin, and then Hamish did it to appease her. Katniss. Yeah, but I think Peter was on the right level. It, it's a difficult choice. When you've been wronged, do you... Two wrongs don't make a right. But it's it's nice to get revenge. Yeah. The revenge feels good in the short term. So if, you, if there's a group of people who've been hurt or held back or have been treated unjustly, the right thing is for, that, is for them to get equality and justice, but not then to punish the people who were at an advantage. If you will. Because even by the time that happens, most of the people who are at an advantage weren't the people who caused the injustice to begin with. You're, you're punishing the children of the capital, not the people who are in charge of the capital. Because they had no say in it. Just like all the children that was going into the Hunger Games had no say in what their great, 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 etc. grandparents did. Right. So, and especially for, I think it's worse for Snow's granddaughter. Because she was probably watching when he was supposed to be executed mandatory or not sure and then watching him die then being punished for what he did would probably be pretty painful right and it was just a a dumb matter of birth just because she was born in the capital and not in the districts because if you're raised that way you're gonna realize like oh this is a great event well, there are How people in the Capitol who fought against it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Who thought, that, you know, the people who were eventually all on the rebel side, you know, Cinna and his crew, um, Plutarch, uh, they all were from the Capitol but decided it was bad. But when you're a kid, you don't even think it like that. Yeah. Like you ju- you're raised in your environment. You assume that that's correct. You don't start questioning how you were raised until you get older. And when you get there, I apologize in advance. I'm sure you'll figure out some things that we did wrong and you'll be frustrated with. Hopefully nothing terrible. Yeah, but I think, going back a little bit, do you, what do you think about the Court of Quell? Was that snow, or was that planned from the beginning? Oh, it was totally snow. Yeah. He had to find a way to get back at Katniss and Peeta, and it was perfect because he would either get Peeta or Hamish, and he would get... Either way. Right, and he would definitely get Katniss because she was the only female. 
So. And there's not like you can volunteer because you're not a... Um, right. Only yeah. another uh, tribute could volunteer. I, I, yeah, that was totally made up. There's no honor in that system. I, don't, I have no doubt about that. What about... This is going back further. Um, who do you think was shot? It says who Katniss when they were on the victory tour halfway through in District 11. Who do you think was shot? Who do I think was shot? I don't remember this. Thresh's grandma for starting the whistle or whatever. Do you not remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, they said it was the worker, but they didn't say... There was other people that were shot. Katniss thought it was... Thresh's family. Oh, no, no, no. She asked. She asked somebody from that district, oh. and they said they're all okay. His family was all okay. That was just another worker who started the whistle and got the rebellion going. Mm-hmm. That part was sad. I don't understand. That just makes it worse winning. Because you're going to have to go through, and people are going to hate you because your family was killed, and you have to live with whoever you killed in the arena. That's interesting. Tell me a little more about that. Because, so, if you won, there's no no reasonable way for you to have gotten through that without mm-hmm. killing at least one person. <clears throat> but the districts didn't have any interaction with each other. I know, but you then you go around and you have to make a grand speech how, about how you won. Killing their family. And then yeah. that would just be awful because you know that their families are there in the front row watching you. The whole time. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But I think on one level, everyone understands it's part of the game, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't have a choice either. You're just as much of a victim as they are. You just won. Now, now, if you actually killed, you physically killed the person, that might be held a little bit differently. It probably depends on how you did it. If you were savage and tortured them. Look, I don't think Glimmer's family has much to complain about. Because she was doing it just so she could get away. I don't think she meant to kill anyone. Right. With the tracker jackers. But with Marvel, his family ha- has a little bit to get mad about because he she th- aimed the arrow shooting to kill him. Sure, but it, you don't have a choice. Yeah, because it was either she, he dies or she dies. It's self-defense. In that kind of situation, I'm going to be mad that I've lost my child, but I understand... Again, I go back to my first episode. This isn't happening. We're going to run through the woods. We're going to be A-boxes or I'm going to... They're just not going to take me alive. There's no way that's going to happen. It's it's hard to imagine anything past that situation because it's so unrealistic to begin with. What about to the Cordo Quill with the pool and all the weapons? There was no food or anything there at the Cornucopia. So I'm wondering if that was... They intended people to hunt and that would force them maybe to attack the monkeys, which were mutts. Or if they didn't, if they didn't intend for things to last that long. Because one of the ways Katniss survived the first Hunger Games so long was her ability to hunt. So if they take yeah. that away, that's one more reason for Kat, or one more way Katniss dies. What did you think about the clock idea? It was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I'm interested to see how they do that in the in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think the worst part would probably be the Jabber Days. Yes. Because they don't kill you. You just have to listen. To your loved one's scream. Right, it's just emotional torture, which is worse. Stuck. Yeah, the fact that they put the wall on that so you couldn't get out mm-hmm. was really vindictive. I don't think the the blood rain would have been pretty bad, but I don't think it would have been the worst because it's not like it was acid rain killing you. That's true. You could have sur- you could survive through that. What did you think about Mag sacrificing herself for Peta? <sighs> that was so weird because like obviously everyone everyone else on that side knew except Peta and. Katniss. Katniss. 
So Mags understood. I, I think she knew going in at 80, like when she volunteered, she was dead. There was just, there wasn't a way to get out of there. She's just not going to be mobile and moving around. I mean, think of my mom going into the Hunger Games. Some of that age who's, who's just not going to be running through the woods and being mm-hmm. and surviving. The only way she was going to live was, why did I just blank on his name? Finnick. Finnick, yes. For, with Finnick just car- literally carrying her. And then sacrificing himself in the end. Yeah. I was so mad at that one. <laughs> I wanted Finnick and Annie to live happily ever after. Oh, yes. Like, they finally got together. He'd been through everything. And, oh, I loved his character. And Caster then... should have gone in. <sighs> I think he was alive by then. One of them died. It might have been. Yeah, but I think she wrote this whole book with the no and... one gets out alive. I mean, Katniss lives, but she's so broken. PETA was, was destroyed by the brainwashing. Hamish is a... Hijacking. Yeah, that's what they called it. Um, Hamish is a drunk. I mean, the whole country's destroyed. Every couple's broken up. Even Castor and Pollux. I mean, he's like, this is horrible. Like, she has no bones about this. This isn't make believe. It's a horrible situation, and everybody gets to, gets hurt. I realized that with Castor and Pollux, that's the name of the um, two-headed guy in School of Good and Evil, Castor and Pollux. Because they're mythological twins. I realize that now, <laughs> but I didn't realize that before. Anything else we need to cover? What did you think about at the end with ending up with the two kids? That was the like one ray of hope at the end, right? She never yeah. wanted kids because of the Hunger Games. But the then f- she had a chance to. And the and it even said she had to be talked into it. Like yeah. PETA wanted wanted children. But I think that shows the hope for the future, which is nice. Like with all the with all the evil and, and viciousness in that world, then you get to the end, it's like, okay. There's a new beginning. There will come a generation that doesn't know the Hunger Games. Eventually. Right? And so I, I love like that the, there's a little bit of hope at the end. I love yeah. stories of redemption that bring things back like that. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. As I said, this is just a bonus episode we decided to throw together since we'd had a chance to watch the show. Check out reading-radio.com. Check out our bookstore where you can find what books are upcoming and get them there from Amazon. There you can also find links to our private Facebook group where we're having conversations, hopefully bringing some folks together through a mutual love of literature. And any other information that can be available there at reading-radio.com. Share this episode with some friends if they've already seen the movies and we won't spoil them. Rate and review us online and help us promote the show. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.